Hello, we are at uh, Geek Media Expo Volume 4 and happy to be joined by Ellen McLean. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome, John and Charlie. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you. Uh, welcome back to GMX, uh, second year here. Yes, indeed. No, I, I told Jeremy Miller last year that I wanted to come back. So he knew that he knew for a year that I wanted to come back. I mean, of course, uh, as an actor, I never know exactly what I'm doing. Right. So I mean, there was a little bit of well, I'm you know I'm not sure because I was you know in Seattle auditioning for different productions, and I actually the reason that my husband is not here this year is because he is in a play in Seattle for which I auditioned, but they chose not to cast me. So I I get to come back to Nashville. Yeah, their loss is our gain. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> thank you. Well, what have you been working on recently that you can share with us? Well, I did do some more recording for Dota 2 with Valve. I just did that last week. I did a bit more Death Prophet and a little tiny bit of Broodmother. And I think... One of the exciting things that I've done recently is I'm going to, my voice rather, my voice will appear in Guillermo del Toro's next movie. Oh, really? And I'm very excited about that. So his movie is called Pacific Rim, and it's scheduled to be released July 2013. And I loved working with him when my agent, Jamie Lopez, sent me the email. He said, uh, Guillermo del Toro is interested in using your voice in his next film. And I wrote my agent back and I said, well, that got my attention. <laughs> Certainly. So, and he was, he was so gracious. He was down in LA and I was up in Seattle and we did, I was at the Clatter and Din Studios and we did what's called a phone patch. So I was getting direction from Mr. Del Toro down in L.A., and I was with, you know, the sound engineer at Clatter and Din. Uh, had a couple of sessions. The first engineer was Sam, and the second engineer was my friend Vince. So I was very comfortable, you know, at a hometown studio in Seattle and got to work with Mr. Del Toro, and I love his work. Love his work, so I'm very excited for the release of Pacific Rim. Well, certainly, I, I think we'll all mark that down on our calendar for uh, summer blockbusters. But um, now you mentioned you you did a lot of that through voice patch. Um, is that something that you've had the uh, fortune of doing a lot, or is it mostly you know in L.A. or something like that in studio? Well, I I didn't do any voice work until '02. Because I refused to get a voice demo. Because my husband, John Patrick Lowry, <laughs> voice of the sniper, author of his own book, Dancing with Eternity, winner of the Forward First Award, made me get a voice demo. And he tried to convince me to get a voice demo literally for decades. And I said, no, 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 I'm too busy. Too busy doing other things. Too busy. So finally in 02, it was sort of a lull in my career, and I said, okay, okay, I'll get a voice demo. And I went to the woman in town, Veronica Weichel. She works uh, in a little, out of Monroe, little town north of Seattle. She does everyone's voice demo. She is the best, the best. She and her husband, Steve Mitchell, and they put together a wonderful voice demo for me, and I immediately started to get work. Hmm. 
Strange that. Uh, yeah. do, do you ever look back and go, maybe I should have done that sooner? Often. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to put you in that sort of situation where the husband says, I told you so. But. Oh, no, he, he, he tells me I told you so all the time. <laughs> and, and, of course, his name is John, too, so... Yes. 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 So I think everyone named John likes to say, I told you so. Maybe. I have, I have another friend here who's listening to the interview named John with his lovely girlfriend Amethyst, and I know that I know that Amethyst concurs. I, I, I know that there are some other folks that may concur with you as well on that, uh, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave them anonymous for the time being. Um, so when did you know that you wanted to be a performer? I was about five years old, and I knew that I wanted to be a singer, because that's what I did all the time. I sang to myself all the time, and I wrote little songs, and I wrote songs on the piano, and just wrote songs myself, and I knew from about age five that I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer. But, you know, as a little child, I took piano lessons, but... When I was about 10, I started to ask my mother for voice lessons. I said, Mommy, I want voice lessons. Now, you know, how many 10-year-old girls know what a voice lesson is? And I, don't, I honestly don't know how I knew that you could study singing seriously. But I started asking for voice lessons. And, you know, I grew up in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I studied. My mom finally... Uh, we went to a, a lovely woman named Shirley Cortner, and Shirley Cortner taught at Blair Academy of Music, now Blair School of Music, uh, part of Vanderbilt University, but then it was just a, a you know, single entity. And when I was 13, I started lessons with Shirley Cortner. And I just, you know, took to it like a house fire. And that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was sing. And I said, you know, of course, I was in the choir at school in the eighth grade. I was the lead in the eighth grade musical. It was called Familiar Stranger. And I played a graduate student from some north, northern university, and I was in the south studying folk music. And I had to interview a young man named Obadiah Flummery. I actually remember this. (laughs) And Obadiah Flummery, actually that wasn't his stage name. I can't remember what his stage name was, but he was a big country music star. But of course we fell in love, you know. Naturally. Naturally. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl. You know, the age-old plot. Yes. But I I was the lead in the eighth grade, and I did two years of high school here in Nashville at Hillsborough. And then I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, as a voice major. And my sister, Rebecca, was there as a ballerina. So she was the dancer. I was the singer. So she went to the School of the Arts, and she immediately joined a ballet company, uh, you know, after her senior year in high school. And I realized that I needed to stay in school, so I stayed at the School of the Arts. Then I went to New England Conservatory in Boston, finished my bachelor's degree, got a master's degree in voice, moved to New York City, started doing auditions, 
finally started taking acting classes because I found out as a singer who wanted to do shows on stage that I needed to know how to act. <laughs> so I studied with a wonderful woman in New York named Diane Ainsley, and I went to her class four hours every Thursday night, her acting class. It was great. I did, you know, did a couple of shows on Broadway and did a lot of work regionally in regional theater and met my husband, John Patrick Lowry, <laughs> author of his own book, Dancing with Eternity. John and I met uh, on a tour of Showboat in Europe in 1984. I fell madly in love with him, and we got married uh, in 86. So John and I have been married for almost 26 years. So that's that's my background, and because I met John, I got into voiceover work, and that's how I became GLaDOS. Well, congratulations on 26 <laughs> years of marriage. I'm sure Thanks, that has John. been... Uh, it, it's an accomplishment. People don't, who haven't been married, I don't think understand properly what an accomplishment that is. It takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Well, it is the most... It's the best thing I ever did. Marrying John is the best thing I ever did. We love being married. We have so much fun, but it is hard work. It is listening to your partner, always listening to your partner, always asking your partner, how are you doing? How's it going? What do you need from me? Because, you know, you want to give the love of your life everything that they want. So, and that's mutual. Mm -hmm. He wants to give me everything that I want. I want to give him everything that he wants. We have we have a great time. Well, let me ask you this. Well, well, momentarily exclude your husband for the equation because I feel he might f uh, figure into this answer. But who would you say has had the biggest impact on your career outside of your husband? Well, I was a little girl who loved Julie Andrews. I loved Julie Andrews, and I think she. I, you know, I wanted to sing before I knew who she was, but once I knew who Julie Andrews was, it was like, I want to sing like Julie Andrews. That's, that's who I want to sing like. So she was a big influence. I am influenced by wonderful actresses like Judi Dench and Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep. And, and, you know, male actresses, male actors too. I love Jeffrey Rush. I love Colin Firth. I mean, I, you know, I could go on and on. The people, the people whose acting I like. Benedict Cumberbatch, who is Sherlock. You know, the new PBS show, the modernizations of the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle stories. Mm -hmm. I love him. He, and Martin Freeman who uh, plays Dr. Watson. And, of course, Martin Freeman has done a lot of work, and Martin Freeman is going to be Bilbo Baggins oh. in hmm. the, the, you know, the Hobbit movies. And someone just told me recently there are going to be three of those. I can't wait. Yes, those will be very good. Mm -hmm. so, so artistically, I have a lot of uh, acting influences. And then of, you know, singers, you know, I loved Beverly Sills, I loved Leontine Price, I, I loved Marilyn Horn. I mean, she's a mezzo-soprano, but I loved her work. She came to Nashville on the community concerts when I was a little girl. I think I was about 13. I had been studying maybe a few months. She came to do a recital, 
at the war memorial auditorium she came out on stage was very gracious and she said i have a cold but so as not to disappoint i will sing anyway and i have never forgotten that from marilyn horn that she did not want to disappoint her audience well i would certainly love to uh, to talk for quite some time but there's a lot of demand for your time so we'll we'll wrap it up with this before we let you go um is there anything you'd like to promote any charities that you work with anything like that before we let you go well uh you know that that's a very interesting question john and i uh sponsor two little children through children international and that's a very famous organization and we have a young woman from south america and we have a young man who's in india and he's actually about to graduate from the program but we sponsor children through that organizations that i care a lot about is care that organization I've always been a big promoter of care and so I I feel that we in the United States I think give more to charitable organizations than any place else in the world with good reason with good reason because we want to reach out and help other people and so I, I like the organizations that do work internationally. I have great respect for Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. And, of course, they live in Seattle, but they have the Gates Foundation, and they give millions and millions and millions of dollars for, towards world health. So that's also another wonderful organization. There's so, there's so many. There's so many. Yes. Well, Ellen, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and an honor, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you.